The future of music. 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 The future of music podcast. Hey there, and welcome. We hope you enjoyed the chill music. There, there's a reason for it. There's absolutely a reason. Welcome to the Future of Music podcast. I am your host, Ryan Withrow, joined with my other host over here, Jonathan Boyd. You know what we do here always, forever, until the end. We show you how to survive and thrive in the future of music. And I am really excited today because we've never tapped into something like the mm-hmm. topic we're going to go into today, which is uh, really, really deep. <laughs> See there? See there? I did that. Uh, but, you know, let, let's kind of tease it more. John, what should they be excited about, man? What are we talking about? And uh, why are you excited about it as well as me? Yeah, so talking about deep, you're talking about some some deep focus on when, when, when wanting to get work done, getting some good exercise done, etc. We're going to talk about how sounds can actually improve your everyday performance on different activities, whether you're, again, working out, writing, studying, running, doesn't matter what it is. Um, and actually how there's kind of a rise of this, there's this theme, right? There's a growing industry around this. And how is this going to be more and more a part of daily life? And that's what we're going to get into here in just a moment. Yeah. And it's something that I think you and I both, without even really talking about it or discussing, do daily in our in our work lives mm-hmm. just to make sure that we're focused, especially working from home or working uh, on the go. So I'm excited to get into it for sure. But before we do, make sure you subscribe. Make sure that you click the alerts, you like, you share, you do all of that stuff, especially if you're wanting to see some of the examples that we're mentioning here today and we're going to be going through. We actually follow and subscribe to a lot of the examples that we'll be going through. So at the very least, feel free to go through that in our list and uh, we'll make sure to include that. But yeah, I'm really excited today. Let's get into some deep focus here, John. Um, First of all, a lot of us probably know what it is. I mean, the moment I say like deep focus music on YouTube, it's mm-hmm. pretty easy to to know what that means for me. But there's probably a yeah. lot of people that don't understand what, what it is and where it came from and why it's so beneficial. But let's just kind of start there. Let's start mm-hmm. uh, on the like why, where, you know, what is it all about and understanding it at the high level. Yeah. So I think a lot of people have heard about deep focus music at this point. Um, that's just one category of some of the things that we're going to talk about. Um, and also, like you said, that's something that we use on a daily basis. But w- why do we use this? Where did this come from? And how, actually, how is it growing? So if you think about it, if we zoom way out, um, even to the beginning of humans, right? Humans uh, at first didn't have a spoken language. We probably made some kind of sounds to communicate and eventually we develop spoken language, right? But if you Along that process, and obviously even today, if you think about uh, the way we're wired, we hear sounds like birds chirping, a waterfall, you know, et cetera. And there are sounds that give you different feelings. So a a nice waterfall, you know, a a trickling stream or birds chirping in a mountain meadow sounds really nice, sounds really peaceful. Uh, It gives us this good, relaxing type of feeling, whereas like maybe a lion roaring or, you know, uh, like pots and pans clanking or something just makes you feel awful. Um, So if we if we kind of look at how sounds are used and they've been used more and more as we, you know, advance through civilization and and society, we've had these things called movies for, you know, 
quite a few years at this point. And movies, if you listen to the soundtrack and you listen to the actual sounds uh, that are happening, um, what do they call those? Sorry, sound, not sound theme, sound soundtrack. So, not not soundtrack. The uh, the actual no 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 like um somebody walking or like when they're making uh they're making sounds to go with the the film. Anyway, it's not important. You all know what I'm talking about. Um, we'll 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 put the actual word in the show notes <laughs> when I think about it because it's gonna bother me. Uh, no, but um, so we use these sounds, and the reason why we use these sounds is to kind of amplify the story. So let's say in a horror movie, for example, what kind of music do you expect to hear in a horror movie? Really suspenseful, makes you feel scared, right? Why do they do that? To amplify the experience. It makes you feel you know, a certain way uh, or more of a certain way, uh, whereas in a happy movie or like let's say a Hallmark movie or something, you're going to, you know, when the, the, the couple finally falls in love and they're at the top of a mountain with a beautiful sunset, you hear this amazing, we're just like, ah, music. And it's just great, right? It amplifies the experience and amplifies the feeling. So um, over time, as technology has increased, as performance across technologies have increased uh, and performance of humans in general, I think the easiest place to see this is probably sports. So previously, 100 years ago, if we look at athletes, they're not these big, huge, strong, you know, people that take supplements and train all day. It's just, it, it wasn't like that, that advanced. And now we have special shoes and special liquids and special everything. And part of that is actually sound. So the, the more we advance in terms of increasing performance, uh, we see this now, this, this rise of, uh, music and sounds for increasing your performance. So we were specifically talking about working more and more people work on the computer nowadays. And one of the things that people do, you and I both do it is listen to things like, um, deep focus music or music that makes you kind of get in the zone. It allows you to go deeper into your work and really focus on what you're doing. So that's, uh, more or less the overall absolute all time history of how deep focus came into being <laughs> sound effects. Sound, sound effects. effects. Yes. Thank that's you. Wow. The one. I did it. I got yeah. it. Wow. You know, that's, you know, people are going to say that I looked it up. You can, sh you can look at the video. I didn't type a thing. Okay. I was just navigating around, making sure everything was organized. Okay. So don't call me out on that. I, I thought of it myself. I'm very proud. I'm a big boy and I did a great job. Uh, yeah. And I think also talking about this, this idea of, you know, chill music, uh, lo-fi mm -hmm. music, all the things we're going to be talking about as well. A lot of people that probably go in and just dig in and they, they check it out at first and it helps. One of the things we need to have a conversation on is the why does it actually mm -hmm. help? So there's science behind it. It's not just like somebody put together an eight hour playlist of random stuff. And for some reason, out of nowhere, it, it worked and it made me focus. Mm -hmm. Um, you talked about sound being everywhere. I mean, we talked in a previous episode about the, the sound frequencies that nature is, is giving us and making sure mm -hmm. that we can understand that there's like an actual visual representation of that out there. And it's actually something that's happening. It's resonating in a specific frequency that we actually feel and it affects us in a positive or negative way. So when you're listening to this stuff, obviously it's easy for us to be like, this is great. This is helping me focus. But why? Mm -hmm. Why is it helping us focus? And there's a lot of science behind that. And uh, we we got onto this, this podcast recording today. And I was like, man, you are probably going to nerd out like crazy on this stuff just because of that engineer brain of yours and, and the inner workings. But 
Yeah, I think we should dive into like why. So I think we should start to understand binaural beats and isochronic tones. I sound so fancy saying that, but don't worry. It just it just sounds fancy. You look fancy. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. But yeah, I, I think I'm going to throw it to you uh, to really walk us through this this science aspect of what's actually happening. What's actually going on that changes us to actually be able to focus in the background without us knowing? Yeah. So, I mean, if you just think about the general idea of rhythm, so think about the uh, the phrases that we use, right? We probably don't think about it, but day to day, you're like, oh, I'm really in a rhythm. He's really in the zone, you know, thinking about a, uh, maybe a pitcher playing baseball. You know, he's really in the zone. He's got a rhythm going on, et cetera. Well, if you think about it, all of that is relating to sound, all of that, all of those tones. It's a good vibe, right? All of that is relating to beats. They're all relating to sounds and frequencies. So basically what you're talking about is we're just tapping into uh, the science behind why does that affect us in a certain way? How does that help us get in the zone, et cetera? And we're basically just producing a version of that that helps us get in the zone immediately. So if, if we haven't even mentioned it yet, but we, we keep saying deep focus music. You can literally go to YouTube and type in deep focus music. Or there's some other kind of tracks that we'll talk about here in a moment. But uh, you can go and find these these videos that are like three hours, four hours, eight hours, 12 hours long. And you literally just put it on and just listen to it and do whatever you're going to do. Work on the computer, work around the house, whatever. But, but it will help you focus. And there are different types of those. So um, as far as the science goes, you know, I want to I don't want to get super deep into this. But there are, are some terms that you mentioned where you looked really fancy. You sounded really fancy. I thought a lot more of you in that moment. Yeah. Or uh, we said binaural beats and also isochronic tones. So I'm just I'm just actually going to give an example of why some of this stuff uh, might work. And I'm actually going to put it in the in the context of uh, recording. So if you've ever heard a with headphones on a really good recording where you have a guitar on the right side and a guitar on the left side, uh, a, a studio trick, if you will, to make the sound sound a lot bigger, to make it sound um, where your ear recognizes the guitar on the right and the guitar on the left, even if it's the same guitar player, same track or same song, and same amp, same recordings, uh, sounds, all that kind of stuff, is to make uh, one of those two tracks a little bit different from the other one. So one thing that you can do when you're mixing, actually, and this this is uh, an example for mixing. We're not talking about mixing, but it's just an example of how you can, uh, how uh, I don't want to use the word manipulate, but it's almost like trick your ears into hearing something uh a little bit different and it, it changes the feeling that you get from it. And I say trick, but it's really not a trick. It's just a, a little thing that you can do that actually does change the way that you feel in the moment. So one thing that you can do is just hear a certain sound. So let's say we have a guitar right in the middle and you just hear the guitar. Okay, great. Everybody hears a guitar, but if you have headphones on and now you duplicate the guitar track, even if you have the exact same track, what you can do is delay one of the tracks on the right side or the left side by a few milliseconds. And just that little delay, and this this is what we're referring to when we use those fancy words like binaural beats, isochronic tones, etc. They're using these little tricks to manipulate the sound. So when you delay one of those uh, tracks by a few milliseconds, what it actually does is make the track sound a lot wider because both of your ears notice the tracks at the same time. So it sounds like you're in a big stereo, right? Another kind of a similar thing that you can do is alter the the, the actual frequency. So let I'm just going to make something up, but let's say you have these two guitar tracks, one on the right side, one on the left side. And even if they're the same track, you can alter the frequency of one of them a little bit or detune a little bit, uh, one of them a little bit. And it has kind of a similar effect. Mm -hmm. But the point is somehow by doing this, it kind of focuses your mind and it focuses your brain. And there's different 
um, there's different types of focuses, I guess you could say, um, different kind of effects. It's almost like going to the coffee shop and do I want an espresso or a cappuccino or, or whatever else. It's kind of like that. It's like, what type of focus do I want right now? So about the different types of uses, um, I found that these different types of focuses, like I said, like a different type of coffee, basically, uh, helps me focus better in certain situations, depending on what I'm working on. So for example, if I'm doing something that's kind of mindless, um, maybe, I don't know, copy and pasting something into a spreadsheet or, or something like that. I can actually, I found that I can listen to music that has words, uh, or maybe actual albums, you know, and I'm, I kind of get in the zone more. It's easier. It makes the menial task of doing the, the thing, the mindless thing that I'm doing just more fun, easier, more enjoyable, right? I actually enjoy it. But if I'm, let's say I'm writing, um, when I, I find that if I have words in a track, it, it distracts me because I'm trying to write words, right? Maybe if it was in a different language, maybe that would be still different, but I'm still hearing a human voice. So what I actually find that helps me when I'm writing is something that has a, a, a specific beat that just repeats over and over again, like that. It's just, I don't know, it just gets you focused on the zone. And if we actually, I'm going to go back to history for a second. If you look back through like the history of uh, music in general, and especially like religious music, you find a lot of things like chanting mm-hmm. and things that really kind of get you in a mental state, right? So this is the same thing. This is just a new version of that. So I'm really interested um, actually to hear about how do you use this, Ryan, and also kind of explain to us a little bit more about uh, the different types of frequencies that are used and just a little bit more about you know how are people using this? I uh, I think I'm just going to cut uh, the the sound that you did. We'll just make a we'll make an entire eight hour of that that drumming that you just did. Uh, you know, funny before I even dive in, you reminded me. I just saw a study um, probably two weeks ago, three weeks ago, that if you're not even listening to deep focus stuff, what you do choose to listen to while you're working or while you're doing things like working out or or anything, and you need to focus. Uh, the amount that it matters just in general is, is just incredible to me. And they found that nostalgic mm-hmm. music that is from like your teenage years, if you put that on, which we all like just smile and nod at that point, um, it helps tremendously for focus. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just one of those examples. It doesn't even have to be a specific thing dedicated to focus. And yeah, you talk about all these different frequencies. I think that understanding, you know, at the core that if one ear, if you have headphones on is listening to a certain frequency and the other ear is listening to one that's slightly varied and you have this like difference of frequency of maybe 10 Hertz, 20 Hertz, it's doing things to your body. And that's one of the reasons this stuff works. So for me, one of the key reasons I started using music, uh, for focus was meditation. I know I'm that guy. What do you know? Uh, But I started trying to get into meditation and I've always been very much uh, diagnosed with it as well. ADHD. So for me, I I think we all are at this point potentially, but you know, I am for sure. Uh, But you know, for me, it really was this struggle when people were like, start meditating before you start working, like get into a good mental focus state and go for it. And the first like few weeks of me trying to meditate was just like, this is awful. I can't do it. Uh, I can't figure this out. My brain is already thinking about work I have to do in two hours and I have to do this and I got to go pick up my clothes. I got to do this stuff. Um, So for me, it was the first introduction to trying to isolate 
music in my ears and pick specific songs that are dedicated to this idea of getting into focus. So that's really where it came from for me. There are these different frequencies that have been scientifically proven to promote certain emotions or feelings in the human body. The one that you see all the time, I think over and over, the two, I should say, are the 432 hertz, Mm -hmm. which is this nature's frequency. That's what we have found nature is, is being audible to us in, but also 528 hertz. That's where I'm usually at if I'm looking for specific Hertz focused, frequency focused uh, playlist because it's for transformation and deep healing, really good for meditation and, and just kind of like that refresh. But there are so many different ones that are out there scientifically proven for different impact. 963 Hertz, sleep and relaxation. Uh, 639 is rebalancing your energy. And then 852 is improving communication, which is just amazing. And I say these because you can actually search this stuff on YouTube. So you can Mm -hmm. search, like you said, John, deep focus music on YouTube or chill music, chill focus music on YouTube or lo-fi. You could also just go in and say 528 hertz music. Mm -hmm. And there are specific playlists dedicated to these different goals that you have. So when I wake up in the morning and I, I do a round of meditation, I'm listening to one of those lower frequencies. And if I need to get up into energy and realigning that uh, energy and rebalancing, I'm going to like 639. I'm changing based on the result that I know is scientifically proven based on it. And I don't think it, I think it sounds like a bunch of like mumbo jumbo and Mm -hmm. fake woo woo, some would say, right? But it is, it is until you try it consistently, I think. And the moment you really start just testing it is the moment you start to admit there's something here for sure. There's something Mm -hmm. there, but that's how I've been using it uh, heavily. I know you use it for writing. I know you use it for a lot of that stuff, but like I'm only the guy that is in like the deep focus tones, slow, calming, but there are other Mm -hmm. ones that exist as well out there. And I know you and my wife really like the other ones, but I would like to learn more about the other ways you use it, not just the calm and the focus. Uh, And then let's talk about what else exists out there as well. Yeah. So if you think about it, um, we already do this in in terms of listening to music. We already do this to amplify certain experiences. Uh, You may just not be aware of it, right? So, uh, and I'll I'll come to, you know, kind of a big takeaway from this um, as we wrap up here in a second, but as far as using music to amplify or enhance an experience, if you think about going to the grocery store, if you notice when you're shopping for vegetables or something, it's always some kind of like smooth jazz, you know, when the thunder comes on and it waters the lettuce and everything, (laughs) it just makes picking that carrot out just like, it's just a little more better. Like, Oh, this one is orange. I'm going to pick this one. (laughs) This one plays only the wrong notes. Exactly. Yeah. The fruit is just shinier, you know, when you're listening to smooth jazz, I don't know why, but they, they figured it out. Right. No, but really, you know, think about if you're, you know, if you have a significant other, if you're, if if you're at home with friends and you're cooking or something, putting on some, you know, appropriate music for whatever you like just makes it better, right? Same thing with, you said, working out for those of us who maybe run or play a sport or go to the gym, lift weights, et cetera. There's a certain type of music that you usually put on to, to go along with that experience. Now, what I want to point out is I would say almost every experience, except when silence is better 
Sometimes you need silence, right? But almost every uh, thing, almost every activity that we do day to day can be enhanced by some form of sound or music. And that's what I would encourage you to do, you know, for anybody listening is to just, number one, just be aware of that concept that, oh, whatever I'm doing, maybe some types of sounds can actually enhance this experience. It's almost like a, a, a drink, and I don't mean an alcoholic drink. That's one type of drink. We have coffee, there's water, there's tea, there's beer, there's wine, etc. And people choose different drinks based on what experience they want to have and what's going to uh, improve that particular situation, right? My, In terms of a kind of a bigger conclusion, and the way I've started to use this, which is what you were asking me about, is thinking about it kind of in the same way almost of, of a drink, but really what it is, is what am I going to choose for this particular moment or this particular thing that I'm doing that will enhance this experience? And I don't mean enhance it because the the normal way is not good enough. What I mean is how can you just make it better? So it's kind of like, you know, if I go to uh, the woods or a mountain or out in nature somewhere, I don't need to listen to music necessarily. If I want to have a certain experience, I can I can put on some headphones. But generally, the the reason people go out into nature is to hear the nature sounds. That's why it's the the, the scenery can be beautiful, but also think about what goes along with that is the sound, and that's part of the thing that you go you go out there for is to feel that feeling that comes from that sound. So again, um, in terms of you know what would be a big takeaway from this is I would just say be aware of the concept that the sounds that you hear on a daily basis affect your experience. And just start to think about it day, day to day. When you walk across the street and there's cars honking, how does that make you feel? doesn't make you feel good, right? But just take note of that. When you're in a coffee shop and people are banging plates and, and that kind of thing, or you're maybe you're listening to some kind of a jazz or something like that, whatever's being played, pay attention to how that makes you feel. And over time, you'll start to be able to notice the, the trends, right? And you can start to choose different sound experiences that will actually enhance your uh, not only your experience, but also your performance. And I think that this is, I say the word performance because this is also something that applies to, uh, let's say, people that work, business people, athletes, et cetera. And, you know, moving into the future, um, I think that this concept is just going to become more and more ubiquitous where I actually think that it's going to become part of daily life, almost like the drink thing where you go to a restaurant, you order a Coke or a water or an orange juice or whatever. Um, People already listen to a lot of music because it's on their phone, but I mean, not like songs from artists. I mean, sounds or something, you know, that is oral that can enhance your experience. But anyway, that's my take on it. That's what I use it for. That's where I think it's going. I would love to hear where you think it's going uh, as well, Ryan. Good. I think it's aware awareness. I think that's where it's going at this point. I've noticed in the past probably five years, maybe even three years, just a massive boom when it comes to just something as simple as channels focused on this on something like YouTube. I mean, when we mm -hmm. talk about a channel like Lo-Fi Girl that we'll, we'll link here as well, I mean, I think over 13 million subscribers and its intention is to be on during one period of the day where most people are working so they could just tune in on a live thread and just listen and be there together listening. So I think that it's two things. One, awareness, but also more buy-in from a community aspect. Like more people are accepting of it than they were before. Again, I mentioned that it sounded mm -hmm. a little like mumbo jumbo, woo woo. Uh, and I think that was the case years ago, but I think people are starting to see the way now that we're going into this world of remote work 
and we're slowly seeing the the death of the real estate that is business buildings and people are just working from home and that's one of the hardest parts is how do i focus in my house the way i would at an office so i think a lot more people are utilizing this as a test to see does this work and then they're sticking but we'll make sure that we link uh, everything that we mentioned, we'll, we'll have the Lo-Fi Grill channel there because I think it's fantastic. I use it a lot. Uh, we'll make sure that we give you some examples as well, some actual YouTube links to these playlists, some of the top ones out there that we've heard for deep focus music on YouTube. And then also feel free to be going into YouTube, looking at chill music, um, chill step, chill hop. These are all big ones that I feel mm -hmm. like the heavy metal side of me that has to memorize all of these different genres of heavy metal has to memorize all of these different chill genres. Uh, Lo-fi is probably one of the biggest ones as well. Synthwave is starting to come back and uh, it's, it's actually one I really like. It's like that 1980s synthesizer calm mm -hmm. music uh really good stuff and if you're anything like my wife um she uses just sounds a lot she'll pull up an eight hour video on just being at a coffee shop no music just people talking uh just mm -hmm. plates just walking around and it is really it just comes down to like what is your result for you specifically start honing in on that and, and start being aware of the changes that it makes in your productivity and, and your focus and just start to explore and go further. It's it's a really, really wonderful journey to be on. So do that. They'll all be linked below. And also let us know after you subscribe. Uh, let us know in the comments, what are your favorite playlists? We'll check them out. We'll make sure that we bring them uh, to the interaction as well. I'm just always interested and we listen every day. So send us your favorite ones uh, in the comments and we'll take a listen and we'll let you know how it worked. We'll let you know how we feel. But we are set, my friend. I thank you for being here, John, and I feel focused already, as should everybody else. Go go forth and start to focus, all right? Click the links that we included, enjoy, and we will be back here. We will see you next time on the Future of Music podcast.